So we ended on this that uh, Imam Rabbani Rattai was saying, <coughs> sorry, Hazrat Khadr Muhammad Masroom Rattai was writing in his Maktubat, Volume 1, Letter Number 10, that if a person doesn't follow the Sunnah, that no matter what their dhikr is, their fikr is, their hal is, their wajdhah, for one of us, for anyone to have muhabbat for such a person and keep the sobat of such a person, that would be detrimental. Whereas if there's a person who follows the Sunnah, even if they don't have any hal or wajd or any kafiyat, but to be in the soul of such a person and to have love for such a person will be beneficial. <coughs> this is a good way to illustrate a question that many people, especially Muslims in the West, ask today when they see other groups of seekers. If the shaykh doesn't follow sunnah, or if the shaykh is the only one following sunnah, but he tells all his marids that none of you need to follow sunnah. This is also something we witnessed in the West, that shaykh himself is having sunnah. But he tells Marines that, oh, you can follow this madhab and that madhab and you can be clean shaykh and you can have a goatee. So I should make this clear to you also. No single faqih in the entire history of Islam, no single muhaddith in the entire history of Islam, no mufassir in the history of Islam, absolute ijma of every single scholar that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam's own beard was at least a fistful. No one can say. Of now, few Shafi jurists entered into a very intricate legal discussion as to if somebody shaves, what is the hukam of that? But that has nothing to do with our discussion, what we're talking about, ittibai sunnah. There is no Shafi faqih dead or alive who will say that ittibai sunnah can be done by keeping a goatee or ittibai sunnah can be done by keeping less than a fistful beard. Never can anyone say that. How can you be on tasawwuf and not to ittibai sunnah? How can you be whatever sallallahu you think you are and think that because you're Shafi means that you can shave or have a goatee? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah is absolutely impermissible in tasawwuf. Unheard of that there could be shaykhs like that today telling the reads like that. And what these maktubat are saying that yes, even just that one item is enough to disqualify that shaykh from being eligible for muhabbat and sobat of salikin. Any shaykh who tells his muridin, and if you see that he tells the vast majority of his muridin that they don't need to follow the sunnah, that shaykh is disqualified by our mashaykh and naqshiban mujaddidi from being eligible of the muhabba and suhba of sincere salikin. That is what these two letters are saying. Right? Okay. Now, Imam Khazakhajah Muhammad Masoom Nantayane, in another letter, uh, letter number 249, he writes that najat or salvation in the akhirah and daimi falah or eternal joy, felicity and success is linked only and only to Sayyidina al-Awwadeen wal-Akhireen, Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen, Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam eternal salvation from hellfire and eternal joy and success is linked to ittiba of the Prophet Therefore, due to following the Prophet ﷺ, means the great akabar of this ummah, due to their following of the following the Prophet ﷺ, they reach the maqam mahbubiyya, which means the station of being the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, they receive the tajilliyat zati daimi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because this is maqam mahbub. 
when Allah when somebody loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on whatever zikr they did, which may or may not have the veils of a small sifat. But when Allah Ta'ala loves someone that is Muqam and Mahbubiyya, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself sends his zati tajalliyat on that person. And that was the, exactly the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was with Sayyidina Habibullah Rasulullah sallam. And that is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised in the Quran, Yuhbibkumullah, that he will love any and every such person who follows the sunnah. So when they reach these tajalliyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the tajalliyat of Allah ta'ala bring them to Maqam abdiyat. So ubudiyyah means they become the servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this is a very interesting thing Because this makes it clear That a person cannot be the slave themselves Normally we think that we can be the slave And Allah will make us the beloved But no, actually not only does Allah Ta'ala choose Who to make his beloved Allah Ta'ala also chooses Who to grace with his perfect slave So we can try to be the slave But actually becoming Allah Ta'ala's perfect slave Will also be something that is bestowed by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala And then Hazrat Khadim Al-Masul That this maqam abdiyat Or the station of slavery and servanthood Is greater than all of the kamalat Greater than all of the ranks of wonders and perfection And uh, a person only gets this ubudiyah after getting maqam of mahbubiyyah So they can only attain the rank of the servant and slave After they receive the rank of being the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And how do you become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By following the sunnah of the, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Following the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah So first follow sunnah Then become beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then Allah ta'ala will make you His perfect and true and sincere servant and slave And Hazrat Khadr Muhammad Masur says that the Sahabi Kram, those who followed the Prophet completely and absolutely, who have done Kamil Ittiba of the Prophet Now, this could mean just Sahabi Kram, it could mean anybody after the time of the Sahaba, but that the ulama have equated them to the Anbiya of the Bani Israel, that they have the same maqam of the Prophets of the Bani Israel. What does that mean? That because the Anbiya of Bani Israel were doing Ittiba of Sayyidina Musa, they didn't get any distinct wahi on their own, they were Underneath the shade or shadow of a prophet Sayyidina Musa of a Rasul So just like the Anbiya of Bani Israel Did Kamal Ittiba of Sayyidina Musa Sahabe Karam Did Kamal Ittiba of Sayyidina Rasulullah And this is something that we've heard Other ulama say as well That some ulama feel that the Daraja of the Sahabe Karam Is equal to the Daraja of the Anbiya of Bani Israel And Anbiya of Bani Israel considered to be Let's say quote unquote lesser prophets as opposed to the Ulul Azam Anbiya. Right? So the Sahaba don't have that rank of the Ulul Azam Anbiya. Then but the next thing that Hazrat Muhammad mentions is that not only should all of us follow the Prophet Sunnah, every single one of the Ulul Azam Anbiya also did ittiba of the Sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah This was their desire. And they would make dua to Allah Ta'ala that they wanted to be part of the Ummah of Sayyidina Mustafa Sallallahu now, then Khadim al-Masur writes that every person has to, whatever, if they were alive in the time of Musa salam, then they would have to follow Sayyidina Musa salam. If they were alive in the time of Sayyidina Isa salam, then they would have to follow the Sunnah of Sayyidina Isa salam. But the Anbiya's wish were that they could all follow the Sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah salam. And one example of that is when Sayyidina Isa salam will return back Nazul al-Masih, uh, when he will come back to earth, Sayyidina Isa Islam will be 100% following the Sunnah and Sharia of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And 
the reason why this ummah has been called Khairul Umm or the best ummah is they're only Khairul Umm, the best ummah when they follow the best Nabi when they are doing ittibab, the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah mm-hmm. And then the Prophet also said in Hadith that the vast Akhtar Ahna Jannah, the majority of the people in Jannah will be from this ummah. That is also because of the ittibah of the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah And then on the day of judgment, when a person brings to Allah subhanahu on the day of judgment ittibai sunnah then because of their mushabiyat and tamthil their likeness and resemblance with the Prophet they will enter Jannah some of them just because of that resemblance and likeness of the Prophet and because of this ittibai sunnah the Ummat Mustafa will enter into Jannah first yani before all of the other Ummas of the Anbiya so then Hazrat commented that these are fazail and khasais, these are virtues and merits that are khas and specific to this ummah and they're makhsus to this ummah because of the ittibai sunnah of this ummah. Then Hazrat Khadr Muhammad ended this passage by saying that therefore whoever he was addressing and it means to all the seekers henceforth that therefore it is absolutely mandatory and essential for you to do view ittibai sunnah as mandatory upon yourself and to fulfill all of the ahkam of the sharia that you must fulfill all of the commands and injunctions of the sharia then Hazrat commented that Imam Nabana in his Maktubat al-Majjad volume number 2 letter number 54 has mentioned a strange thing and that was the seven levels of ittibai sunnah that there are seven darajat of ittibai sunnah and here the Hazrat comments first before talking about the letter that our understanding of the sunnah is just apparent dress and that our outward form should be like the sunnah our eating, drinking, walking, walking, sitting, sleeping, waking, dressing, speaking that all of this become according to the sunnah and our understanding of sunnah is limited to this because this is the understanding of the awam or the common and ordinary person but our mashayikh have actually opened up the details of ittibai sunnah and it is actually this particular passage Hazrat had said that this is something that Allah Ta'ala could only have unveiled on a mujaddid Imam Rabbanatul because he was Mujaddid, as the days of the Prophet at the turn of every century there will be someone who renews the faith. And Imam Rabbanatul was Mujaddid of Deen, but also Mujaddid and reviver of Sunnah. And because Allah Ta'ala accepted him from this work, Allah Ta'ala opened up to him this special detailed understanding of Ittibai Sunnah. And it will be amazed that not only do ordinary people not have this level of understanding, even Hazri was addressing the gathering, that even the ulama will not have heard such an understanding standing before. So now we read this passage again, volume 2, letter number 54. The first Imam Rabbani writes that the first daraja or the first level of ittibai sunnah is that of the awam ahli islam, of the ordinary folk who were from the deen of Islam. And what is that? And that level of ittibai sunnah is that after they do tasdeeq qalbi, after from their heart they affirm and testify that Sayyidina Rasulullah is the last and final prophet and messenger of Allah SWT. Before they have itminan and nafs, before they get nafsi mutmainna, and nafsi mutmainna is something that is going to be in the darajah of the awliya, nafsi mutmainna is attached to the jara wilaya. So when a person does tasdeeq in their heart of their iman, but still they don't have nafsi mutmainna, that is the first level of ittibai sunnah they will have. And what is that? That is simply to follow the ahkam is shari'i and to do ittiba of the sunnah. So they will follow the legal injunctions and commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will follow the sunnah of the Prophet And so then Hazrat commented that this is the level of the awam and this is the same level that we ourselves hold ourselves to be on. 
Then comes the second daraja. So the second daraja means level. So the second level of Ittibai Sunnah is that a person follows those aqwal and a'mal, those words and deeds of the Prophet that are related to one's batin. What does that mean that is related to a person's inner self? Uh, so Hazrat commented and said that this sunnah is not limited to eating and drinking an outward form and appearance and dress, but rather this sunnah is talking about a person's sifat, and adab and akhlaq that this is talking about a person's attribute, character, their manners and their inner qualities and the inner relations so this is one step ahead of the outer sunnah and so Imam Rabbani writes that mathanan akhlaq that for example to do tasil akhlaq to correct a person's character and adab and to remove uh, the blameworthy attributes and to remove all of the batani amraz, to remove all of the spiritual diseases from the heart and all of the inner illnesses from the heart. So whoever does this, then Hazrat you comment on this line, that whoever does this has reached the second level of ittibai sunnah. So what does that mean? That second level of ittibai sunnah means it's not just the body, but the sunnahs come on their heart. Everything is gone. No unlawful desire, no unlawful anger, frustration, vexation, no longer unlawful greed and love and lust for this material world, no longer any envy and jealousy, no arrogance, pride, conceit, vanity. When their entire batin is according to the sunnah, that's just the second level. Now even one is just imagining that how could there be five more levels? <laughs> Allah Akbar, that this is the second level. That the entire batin in terms of sifat mu'minana uh, attributes of iman and in terms of their adab and akhlaq is like Sayyidina Rasulullah's batin. Then Imam Rabbani continues at the third level, third daraja of following the sunnah is to follow, have the ahwal and adwaq of Sayyidina Rasulullah. He says, ahwal, adwaq, and mawajid. So these ahwal is plural of hal, adwaq is plural of dhawq, and mawajid is plural of wajd. So these three words, and what's the difference between the three that only Hazrat would be able to tell you, I will view them all synonymously. But if in English you wanted to, so states and experiences and ecstasies, that their states, experiences and ecstasies should be according to ittibai sunnah, but which that their states and experiences should match the wilayat-e khasa of the Prophet so the wilayat khas, the special wilaya that Sayyidina Rasulullah had, this person's hal should match the wilayat khas of Sayyidina Rasulullah Okay, so now there are going to be four more. Allahu <laughs> Akbar. Now we thought number two would have been then after this. Right? So then Hazrat commented on this in detail. And he said that this is the way Sayyidina Rasulullah his amal and kefiyat batniya. What does that mean? That Nabiya's actions of his heart and his feelings and spiritual states of his heart. So one level is then second level to correct a person's akhlaq, to correct your character. And the second is to have kefiyat. So the example Hazrat gave was salah. That to pray salah with such a kefiyah, such a feeling of huzur, of istazar, of presence of heart. The same way Sayyidina Rasulullah prayed his salah. That's the third of seven levels of ittibai sunnah. Then to have fast with the same level of taqwa, la'allukum tattakun, that Sayyidina Rasulullah had in his taqwa when he fasted, that is part of the third level of ittibai sunnah. This is the third step in ittibai sunnah. And this is by 
And a person, no human being can get this third step without reaching the level of wilaya. That's coming in the talks in the evening, what sabak is being referred to here. Alright? So no human being can achieve this third step of ittiba'i sunnah until a person achieves wilaya. Only when the nafs is mutma'inna, then will the person be free of wasawis of all types of insinuations and whispers and whisperings and thoughts. And then only when they're free from all such wasawis and whisperings will they have absolute presence of heart and mind and consciousness and awareness in their salah. Before such a stage, then before they reach that wilaya and before they have nafs mutmanna, they will not be able to rid themselves of the wasawis. And because then before they won't be able to rid themselves of the wasawis, testing. Before they won't be able to rid themselves of the wasawis. They won't be able to rid themselves of the wasawis. Then they won't be able to have the kifiyat, the sunnah kifiyat of Sayyidina Rasulullah. And so this is another meaning, this is the real meaning. This is the real meaning of what it is to pray salah according to the sunnah. So up till now we thought praying salah according to sunnah was a physical posture. So this is the real meaning of following the sunnah, praying the sunnah way. Praying the sunnah way really means that the inner form, not just the outer form of the salah has to be according to the sunnah, but that the inner form of, in terms of the feelings and presence of heart in salah should also be according to the sunnah of Sayyidina Wasallam. So if we want to make the batin of our salah according to the sunnah, the batin sunnah of the Prophet then we have to strive for wilaya and we have to strive for this nafsi mutmanna and only then after wilaya and nafsi will a person get the third level of ittiba'i sunnah. Then now moving on to the fourth level. So the fourth darajah, so Imam Rabbani first recapped that the first level was the outer form of following the sunnah of the Prophet And in that level, a person was had the surat of ittiba. So surat means they had the form of ittiba. And this was the reality of their ittiba at the first level. And this level of ittiba is special to, sorry, in the fourth level, the fourth is to get the hakikat of ittiba. So in the prior levels up to now was the surat of ittiba, was the form of ittiba. The fourth darajah following the sunnah is to get the hakikat of ittiba sunnah, to get the reality. And this level of ittiba sunnah is for the ulama'i rasikhun. So ar-rasikhun of al-ilm. This is a word, expression that I use in Quran, that those scholars who are deeply established in their ilm of the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah So this ittiba sunnah is makhsus or is particularly them. And who is that? That after they get itminan nafs, after they have nasimut minna, when they continue to do ittiba after having attained that wilaya nafsimut minna, then that continued perpetual ittiba of sunnah that a person does after achieving contentment of the nafs, then they get something which is called tamkini qalb. This is something that's also coming. Inshallah, maybe like the last night. So tamkini qalb. Alright, okay, so the first level was for the, Sahajiji commented that the first level was for the awam, and that was their outward apparent adherence to the sunnah. The second level was to make a person's character, akhlaq, according to the sunnah. Then the third was to achieve kifiyat and ahwal, that were according to that, to have actions and spiritual states 
to perform actions with the same spiritual states with which the Prophet performed those actions. And the prerequisite for that third level was And now for this next level, which is the, which the fourth level, that is Tamkine Kalb. You can just understand Tamkine Kalb a little bit. That Tamkine Kalb means that. How can I explain this to you with an example? One is three levels of striving for something. And then when you have something, that also nourishes your heart. Meaning that that person was on the fourth level, their zahir is according to the sunnah, their akhlaq is according to the sunnah, and their kefiyat is according to the sunnah. That person who all three of these things are according to the sunnah, then when they keep following the sunnah, having all of these three things, then they get something in their kalb. And they, that what they get in their tam kalb in English tamkina kalb you could say is settled that their heart gets a certain settlement is a certain kirar is a certain their heart becomes entrenched and established on these three levels of sunnah put it that way it's not a plateau when they get first second third when they have the three it doesn't plateau out they start soaring actually. Once they are now operating as an insan with these three levels of the sunnah, as they continue to operate on these three levels, they get a fourth level, which is called the makinakalp. That's the best way you can try to explain that. Then the fifth level, so for the fifth level there's a shard, and the shard for the fifth level is called kamalat in Nabuwa. So that is going to be lessons 22, 23, 24. So we'll uh, we understand, what, we'll be explained a little bit here, but what kamalat in Nabuwa is, is going to be coming tonight. So the fifth level is following the Kamalat ibn Nabuwa. So the fifth level of following Ittiba Sunnah is only by following, doing Ittiba of the Kamalat ibn Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu And in Kamalat, there's no role of ilm. It has nothing to do with ilm. It has nothing to do with amal. It has nothing to do with knowledge. It has nothing to do with actions. Rather, the achievement of Kamalat ibn Nabuwa is only and only the fuzzle and ihsan of Allah subhanahu wa so there's no amount of knowledge that a person can have, sunnah or hadith, that can bring a person to these kamalat. There's no amount of amal, even those earlier levels of amal. No amount of amal on sunnah that can bring a person to this. This is a purely and only exclusively mahad, fuzzle and mahad, exclusively and only the fuzzle and kanam, a fuzzle and asan of Allah Ta'ala means His grace and His gracious generosity and His generous grace that will come on a person. And this level, Imam Nabayantar writes, is... Nihayat Buland is extremely exalted, is extremely high. And he writes that the earlier Sabiqa Darajat, the earlier levels, compared to this one, they have no value. They have no hakikat. They're pale in comparison to this. And they have nothing, they're nothing compared to this level. And these are the Kamalat, and specifically these are the Kamalat of the Ulul Azam Anbiya. These Ulul Azam Anbiya are Sayyidina Adul Islam, Sayyidina Nul Islam, Sayyidina Bim Islam, Sayyidina Musa Islam, Sayyidina Islam, and Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu So these Kamalat are special or particular to the Ulul Azam Anbiya, and then through those Ulul Azam Anbiya, they are inherited by others. So this is something you saw last night in the Muraqab al-Masharibat. Each Latifa was related to one of those Ulul Azam Anbiya. And that's what our niyat was. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the same to Jaliyat al-Fadiyah that you sent from Latifa Kalbu Sina Sosam into Latifa Kalbu Sina Adam al-Islam. Send the same to Jaliyat al-Fadiyah into my cult to the Kalub of my Mashaykh. So they were first bestowed to humanity from the Ru' of the Prophet into the Ru' of these Ulul Azam Anbiya and then through them through everyone else. And this 
and Allah so this this is a this is a treasure that is bestowed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whomsoever he wishes to adorn with this joy and felicity whomsoever he chooses to bless with this blessing then following the sixth level and this is all has to do with basically the asbaq you you'll see this in the next few days so number 6 the sixth daraja or the sixth level of ittiba'i sunnah is after a person does ittiba of the kamalat of the Prophet which they did in number level number 5 then what happens is they get attached to the maqam and mahbubiyat of the Prophet they are attached to his special station as the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa and just like in the fifth level the fifth level was entirely dependent on uh, the karam of Allah subhanahu wa and dependent on a love a love for the Prophet our makuf on muhabba are predicated and dependent on a person having love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just like that this same level is also dependent on this love for the Prophet and being beloved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Imam Rabbani that this level is achieved by very few people so other than the first these five levels are related to stations uh, what are called maqamat uruj or the stations of uruj they are mutalak to uruj uruj those of you who were here last year and two years ago you will remember this so there's fana oh, there's uruj and then fana and then nuzul and then baka so uh, uruj means a spiritual ascendancy is linked to the achievement of this daraja is linked to achieving a spiritual ascent But nonetheless, attaining this sixth level is also only going to be to the fuzzle and karam of Allah subhanahu wa So number six is the uruj that at the height of the being the lover, you reach the height of being the beloved. And that was the special uh, reality of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam. And the seventh and highest level of ittiba'i sunnah has to do with nuzul, which means the return journey. The return journey back from this Uruj and this Fana And this descent actually is This seventh level is the Jame Or is all encompassing and includes all of the previous lessons Because at this level Of the seventh level of Ittiba'i Sunnah Which is Nuzul Again they have Tasdeeq-i Kalbi And Tabkeen-i Kalbi And Nafsi Mutminna and itadali kalb so they have these four things at this level so what is the first thing tasdeeq kalbi that is something it's jamik as includes all the things that took place earlier tasdeeq kalbi that they will have a new affirmation in their heart to the nubuat of Nabi Muhammad Tamkeen al-Kalbi We had tried to explain that before That their heart Will be stabilized And content And settled on This amal of the sunnah And the sunnah Will be entrenched And ensconced And permeated Into that heart Nafs mutmina That you all know And Ajzai Of the Ajzai Qalib So Qalib Refers to Latifa Qalibiyah And those four Ajza of that Are the Anasir Arba Which are known as Water Air Fire And uh, earth and so all of these will be in itadal but you can say that it's absolute balance in these components and that prevents a person from doing tukhyan or doing any rebellion and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa so what does it mean now that at the seventh level even the person's physical composition the very elements of their physical body that they are made of are no longer going to be capable of doing sin 
So the first level So therefore the first level All the levels The first levels means levels 1 to 6 Were like the parts And level 7 is like the whole That's how Imam al-Maj explains this That levels 1 to 6 were adzal And level 7 is the kul So the summation and encompassing And holistic total of all of the first 6 levels Is the 7th level And at this level The follower, the tabe Becomes so Similar to the matabuah means the follower becomes so similar to the one followed means the salik becomes so similar to Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam that a mushabiyat, uh, a deep resemblance uh, arises between this person and Nabi Karim Wasallam so much so that even the tabiyyah or even in their temperament uh, they are following the Prophet Wasallam and and literally what he's saying is that When the Tabe and the Madhubu become so aligned That the word Ittiba is lifted from them Means if you have two things that are being joined by something When they get Kamal Ittisal Then the thing that is joining even gets dropped away Because now they're like one and the other They're like one and the other So the person becomes such a perfect follower Of Sayyidina Rasulullah That their Ittiba Sunnah Is no longer a bridge between them and the Prophet They're if you can say pasted to the sunnah now They are glued to the sunnah They are aligned with the sunnah They are one with the sunnah So when someone is one with the sunnah There is no question of following something Because when you say the tabi is doing ittiba of sunnah That they are something and the sunnah is something else Which they are trying to follow But now the sunnah becomes part and parcel of them They and the sunnah are inseparable from one another So the tabi becomes like the matabu And sometimes then it even happens uh, That It's an appearance, right? Nobody's saying that a person becomes the Prophet ﷺ. But what Imam Ramadan says that this resemblance, be, the resemblance becomes so perfect that it gives the semblance that the Tabe is drinking from the same spring as the Matabu, that as if they are both partners to one another, as if they are the milk and sugar that are mixed together in the cup, means they are completely mixed, admixture, they are completely mixed to one another. So maybe you can understand this that you know technically water is called H2O. So they're hydrogen atoms and they're oxygen atoms. But for all intents and purposes you cannot see that distinction when you look at water. Every water is all the same. So just like that, the Tabi can never become the Prophet, right? But like that those atoms that have bonded in a molecule that can never be separated, and now the whole world looks at the molecule. Even though yes, the atoms are separate The Tabe and Matbu are separate atoms But they are so permanently joined They are like one molecule That's the best way I can come up So the Ittiba is what? The covalent bond? huh? So the covalent bond is dropped And the atoms are just like together In one molecule That was, that was what was meant by saying That they're the milk and the sugar uh, That's what was meant And then it seems that the tabe, whatever the tabe is getting now, is getting it from the same asl or the same source that the matbu got it. So obviously that is the nur and faz of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe you can look at it this way, that when a person follows the sunnah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them because they follow the sunnah. Then when the person becomes the sunnah, that just like Allah ta'ala loved the sunnah, Allah ta'ala loves the sunnah. 
person follows the sunnah, Allah Ta'ala starts loving the person because they follow the sunnah. But when the person doesn't just follow the sunnah, the person becomes the sunnah. Well, the sunnah was what Allah Ta'ala loves. So now this person themselves becomes the beloved of Allah Subhanahu Then next example, it is as if they are drinking from the same spring of water. Same, you can understand, all of these things are same expressions of the same reality. It is as if they are both partners to one another. So partners again, you can understand. And it is as if they are both... Uh, it is as if they are... I mean the literal translation would be as if they are... Uh, the same sweet... They're the same sweetness, they're the sweetness and the sugar. Okay, maybe I'll try this in different, slightly different though. I cannot say this, not far from the true translation. When something is sweetened by the sugar, then the sugar that is sweetening and the one that is sweetened by the sugar become one and the same. Take one more. So the one who is sweetened by the sugar, when the sugar is so admixed, when someone is so sweetened by the sweetener, then the sweetener and the one being sweetened become one the same. So they become equally sweet. The one being sweetened by the sunnah and sahiba sunnah, Sayyidina Rasulullah become equally sweet. Those of you know, do aki bistripar, sheer or shakar ki And then Imam Rai says, and it's not ascertainable who is the tabe and who is the matbuah. And they get ittihad in nisbat. So this is known as ittihad in nisbat, that they get the absolute union, uh, absolute oneness in their nisbat. And once they get this once they get this ittihad in nisbat, there is no scope ever again for tagayur in nisbat. So once this person becomes the sunnah, then there is no scope ever for them ever for a fraction of a second to ever be anything other than that sunnah. When they get that ittihad in isbat, after that ittihad in isbat, there is no possible for the ghayr in isbat. So here this seventh level is very easy example I can illustrate to you. And that is Hazrat If you want to see the seventh level, so that is there manifest for you. <laughs> and anyone who has studied any hadith, or some hadith, or many hadith, or all hadith, or has done any zikr, or has received any one of these other levels, will be able to understand what that is. And when you read how this is what staying about Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, that people used to visit Hazrat mentioned a few nights ago, that when delegations of unbelievers would come, they couldn't know which one was the Prophet and which one was the Sahaba, right? And this wasn't just an outward thing. This wasn't just an outward thing. Because if it was just outward, you see, if there was just two shells, but one had a nur, even the unbeliever could detect that nur. No, they couldn't tell because both had the shell and both had the nur, and they weren't able to tell. So then Imam Rabbi concludes this part that the Kamil follower, the Kamil follower is that person who has all seven levels of this Ittibai Sunnah. And that person who has achieved some of these levels but has not achieved some of the others, then that person is um, 
in terms of the difference in level is is not really a fall, which causes mujmal. Mujmal, if you did your Rasulul Fiqh, right? Mujmal is a person who is not hakiki follower. He's a metaphorical follower. It's a symbolic follower. Is not really a complete follower. So the ulama in Dahar, the scholars of Allah, this Imam Rabbani is writing this. That's just quoting. The ulama in Dahar are completely happy and he means sort of foolishly, blissfully happy with being content with just the first level. If only these ulama knew uh, that uh, if if only these ulama knew Even if, if only they could even be true to that first level even, that even would be an accomplishment. In other words, that they, their understanding of Ittibai Sunnah is only of the first level. At least if only they could even do Amal on that first level entirely. But uh, they've only kept following the apparent form of Sharia and they have not kept in mind anything else of these other seven levels. So this is the way the Tariqa Sufi and the Siddha, then they consider the path of the Sufis useless but now they should understand that most of these scholars they don't know they don't know anything other than Hidayah as their teacher which is this is a book of Hanafi Fiqh uh, and this is the problem that they have not made a peer their muqtada they have not made a sheikh as their teacher and leader so means Imam al-Bayyad is calling and inviting the ulama that they should understand that they are deeper levels of ittiba sunnah so may Allah ta'ala enable us to learn uh, the reality of these things and to experience the reality of these things and accept all of us to follow each of these levels of the sunnah these are big words written by big people they're being read and heard by small people Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, every insignificant person always tries to attach himself to those who are significant. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have come here only and only to attach ourselves to the followers of your sunnah, the inheritors of your sunnah, the embodiment of your sunnah, the teachers of your sunnah, so that they may bequeath to us that sunnah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have no amal, we have no ilm, we have only this niyyah and intention to offer, that Ya Allah, we have joined ourselves to those who are joined, so that we may also become joined. Joined, that we follow those who have followed so that we may also follow Ya Allah that we want to be in the embodiment of those who themselves are already the embodiment of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah with us that you accept this niyyah and in a way that is even unknown and unbeknownst to us Ya Allah we ask that you send your fuzzle and asan on us your karam and your shafqa on us Ya Allah make us the true followers of that truest Nabi let us be as true a follower to him as true a Prophet he was to us. Let us be as true a lover to him as true he was a lover to us. Let us be as truly beloved to him as he was truly beloved to you. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us for the zahir of the sunnah, the batin of the sunnah, the akhlaq of the sunnah, the kifiyat of the sunnah, the kamalat of the sunnah, the tamkeen of the kamalat of the sunnah. Ya Allah, accept us for the haqiqat and mahbubiyat and muhibbiyat and mahbubiyat of the sunnah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, that you accept us for the shani jami of the sunnah Ya Rabbi 
Prophetic name It is only your karam and your fazl That we look to Ya Allah We ask that you make us the followers of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Allah when you have brought us this far When you have attached us to him in name Ya Allah surely we you Allah You would not attach us to him in name only to put us in Jahannam Ya Allah we hope that you have attached us to him in name because your desire is to attach us to him in reality Ya Allah accept us for his companionship in the Akhirah, accept us for his companionship in Jannatul Firdaus Ya Allah accept each and every one of us to revive the Sunnah in our own life to revive every single Sunnah in our own life and let us not die until we have done Amal on every single Sunnah that is relevant and practical to us and Ya Allah let us share the Sunnah with as many members of your creation as we can. Rabbana tukamba minna innaka anta samiun adeem wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawab rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi sayyidna Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika